Welcome to Watch Over, a podcast devoted to all things Arrow and Elicity. Featuring myself, Jen, aka J Buffy Angel, and me, Kelly, aka Callista Wolf. Be aware we do discuss spoilers and swear now and then, but we will always have fun and you will too. J Buffy Angel. How you doing, girl? Oh, you know. I know. <laughs> it's just like one of those weeks, you know? Oh, I know. <laughs> just I am well familiar. There's a I'm reason really... we're able to podcast early today. It's because I don't have to go pick up kids from school because they couldn't go to school all week because of the toxic air in your So to anyone who isn't fully aware yeah um on sunday morning we woke up to a message from one of kyle's employees at work mm-hmm. i know that this story but <laughs> yes continue that she tested positive she got her test results from county testing back because they take a couple days that she tested positive for COVID. Now she's unvaccinated and his other employee is unvaccinated. He's supposed to have like four, but like because somebody got promoted and another person switched jobs, he's down to two. So it's like their entire department. <laughs> Both, well, the other one hadn't tested, but like she was like sick, sick. Oh, and had gone to like the emergency room and she was pregnant. And so like they hadn't tested her yet, but they're like, yeah, she's got it. So. Oh Kyle's like, well, great. <laughs> I work with these people. What are the odds that I have it? I've been having the sniffles the last couple of days, the headache, <laughs> which we thought was because of all the wildfire smoke, but maybe it's not the wildfire smoke. Now, my husband is vaccinated, but he's but we know that like you can be vaccinated and you can either have it and be asymptomatic or have very mild symptoms and that's what he or he could have another he could have the delta variant well even if it's delta it's still mild yeah that's which is good it's very very mild so he's like i would have just thought this was the smoke or a cold but now i'm thinking hmm, maybe so i went on like i immediately went on to the county health district website i'm like test we need a test earliest test we could get was tuesday morning and it's a Sunday morning at this point. I'm like, fine, Tuesday morning. Who? It feels whatever. like a while. It does feel like a while, but like that was literally the earliest time. And I'm like, whatever. So, yeah. <laughs> but then I like, I wasn't like satisfied with that, <laughs> as you would not be. Like, right. no, I Let's just wait 48 out. hours to find out if I have a deadly virus. Well, it's like the 48 hours to get the test, and then like another 48 hours to find out the result. I'm like, no, 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 no. I can't, I can't, I can't do that bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Tell like, me no. Did you do short. the rapid test? So yeah, there's a rapid mm-hmm. test, and the one that's like that everybody says is really good is called Binax Now. And you can get it, like, at CVS and Walgreens and all that stuff. So, like, I looked around, and, of course, like, it sold out a bunch of places. But I was able to find a CVS pretty close to where we live that had it. So I was like, Kyle, get your get your pants on, put on a mask, we're going to CVS. <laughs> <laughs> so we, 
we went and got, got the visual. Exactly. <laughs> 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 yes, basically. So these tests come with like two because you're supposed to like take one and then like in three days take another. But like I'm like in a couple of days we're getting another test anyway. So But like that kind of so, defeats the point of rapid tests. That's waiting three days too. You know what I mean? Like Well, no, they mean like take one now and then like I wait know, a couple but... days and see if it's like whatever. But I was yeah. like, we're getting one in a couple of days. So I'll we'll give the other two tests to the kids because there's mm-hmm. like four of us here at home. Our oldest, he moved into an apartment, so he's clear. <laughs> but we're like, so this way we can test all of us. So brought it home tested everybody and it's like there's the the instructions are very like intricate but like as long as you follow it it's it's basically like a pregnancy test but for your nose oh yeah that's very easy <laughs> that's literally what it is It'd be less complicated the you little lines aim. on the strip and everything it's like it's exactly like reading a pregnancy test Amazing. So, like, <laughs> so we did this and they're like wait 15 minutes to see and like i looked after a couple minutes and i like glanced i saw kyle's test and i was like oh no <laughs> we're pregnant what are the chances of that second line disappearing in the next 10 minutes i don't think they're very high good so like on the on the binax now test all three of us me and the kids we were negative but kyle was positive so we're like okay well that 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 seems pretty conclusive yeah and so like he has to stay home from work all week and like we contacted the kids school and they were like yeah. keep them home all week yeah. and let us know the results of their test on Tuesday and I'm like okay so we go Tuesday and have another test and that was very convenient and you know, all you had to do is drive up like we didn't even have to get out of the car isn't that sweet there. and they just yeah. do a little I know that I love it wonderful. I love the drive by I love it. I, mm-hmm. Oh, this is easy. So. I know. It's fantastic. <laughs> I honestly think the Mayo Clinic had like the first drive-by. Oh, it's wonderful. It's fantastic. Everybody so. should have drive-by tests, but whatever. <laughs> it's like no different than getting McDonald's. Exactly. Except you get something Except shoved you get up something your nose. <laughs> and that's the thing. Kyle was all afraid it was going to be like one of those ones that go like way far back. And I'm like, no, I heard that it was like, they don't go very far anymore. Like they used to go far, but now they don't go very far. Yeah. They've calmed down a little bit. I don't know. I'm going in on Sunday to get one. So that was true. That was true for us, both with the at-home test and the health department. They don't go very far. Yep. I was like, yay, that's good. Um, So then we had to like wait a day and we got the results yesterday. Dun, dun, dun. Trump roll. <laughs> and it was exactly the same as our rapid test. Like, Yay! So points and stars to the the, the Binax Now test, test because yeah. that's Way accurate. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so, yeah. What about the pregnant lady? Is she okay? Like, well, I asked Kyle about that today. Yeah. Because like, he was talking about like when the one gal would come back and when the other gal would come back into the office. Right. And I was like, well, what about... When's the baby? The, the one that was, that was pregnant that was that sicker. That had the babies, And yeah. he's like, I actually heard from her this morning and she's not doing well. Oh, God. And she feels really sick and she seems to be getting worse. And she talked to her doctor and there's like not much they could do other than like manage her symptoms right now. Yeah. And I'm just like, God, I hope she gets better. And I'm just. Yeah. I'm, I'm so... Is she in the hospital yet? No. She no. She's in? at home. Yeah, like, it's yeah. not it's bad enough to have to go into the hospital. And I hope it 
doesn't stay like it stays manageable but yeah like, no she's fairly miserable and We're, i'm just like we are not a pro respirator group here we want no to no we don't we don't want it to get that bad right that's scary and it seems like right now her her main problems are, are gastrointestinal so okay well that's not the that's not great either but you it's know. not great but <laughs> it's not respirator so that's like my baseline yeah but i'm just like how is how is going through that any better than just going and getting a free vaccine and being done? um it's not and you should get vaccinated honestly I'm like to keep saying this until people get vaccinated here's the thing i'm very very like as soon as we found out kyle was positive i was like i am so glad we're all vaccinated because mm-hmm. a if we hadn't all been vaccinated we all would have been sick like the fact, I mean, people yeah, there's say, a like, chance you would have been not super sick, but I think that is especially with the Delta vi- virus out there. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, it's gonna, yeah. It just, I, I, I don't, I don't think it would have been a situation where three of us didn't have it and one did. Oh, I think no. it would have been at least two of us, if not more. So absolutely, the fact that not all of us got it, like, yeah, he did get it, but like, like I said, his symptoms are super mild. Like he's oh, got goodness. He's got the sniffles and he sounds stuffed up when he talks and he's got like a small cough. And it's, it's basically just like you're a mild cold. He's like the Arnold Schwarzenegger of immune systems. It, that's what it well, mine is <laughs> because apparently like until sat- Saturday morning, like we were sleeping in the same bed and I still didn't get it. So Wow. <laughs> he's been Your sleeping in the guest room. Like, I can't since, be bothered but... with this. Yeah, no, it's just like my my immune system is like not today, Satan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so cool. But yeah, okay. so yeah, anyhow, get vaccinated. Well, my daughter spiked a fever mm. last week, so I mean, automatically we just take her in for COVID tests. And I was yeah. annoyed because we took her in, and they were like, "Okay, it was with Walgreens." They're like, "We'll get back to you in three to five days." I'm like, "That's fucking bullshit." So <laughs> this is what I'm saying. I'm like, "Eat me." I was really annoyed. I was like, "Okay," I was like, "I, I don't feel like the numbers are ticking up that much in Minnesota, but I haven't looked for a while." Anyways, I was like, "What is this three to five days bullshit, Walgreens?" Honestly, next time now knowing how accurate this Binax test is. Next yeah. time, I'm going to, like, fuck you to the health department, and I'm just going to go straight to the Binax test, because same result, and I got it right away. So. Well, and so we had another rapid test center where they do, like, it's like a, I don't know, spit test instead of, like, nasal or something like that. Yeah. And they got back to us, and we're like, she has on COVID, like, within 24 hours. And then, you know, we got the three-day-later test, and she was like, they don't have COVID. <laughs> That's like, okay, good. but that's Very what I want to know. Like, yeah, like, especially well, when you want to know, you want to know right now. You yeah, I'm like, like, tell wait, me. Three well, days. and especially like you're like, well, we can't. Like my sister was coming up, and I was like, you know, her littles have not gotten vaccinated yet because they still have fucking yeah. out the twelve and under group. But I'm not bitter. Um, so I was like, yeah, I really don't want to infect my young niece and nephew with Imagine COVID. That. So you know. It's yeah, just, my my be, niece be responsible. You just have to be responsible to other people. I think that's my big thing. It's like, yeah, maybe you you would be fine. Maybe you'll just be just fine. But maybe someone's gonna die from it. So go get your vaccine and just do your solid for humanity. It's it's honestly like if anything, Kyle, like getting COVID has proven to me that like vaccines are amazing and we should all have. Them. 
<laughs> well, I have yet to oh really run into any physician, and I see a lot of them, guys, where they have said, don't get a vaccine. Yeah. No. Like, they don't say that. No. They say, get a vaccine. Oh, heck yeah. So I trust well, the people yeah. who went to medical school. Sorry. I do, I too. And I also, to like, there's degrees. there are some doctors who are like, this is my moment, and I'm going to get up and, like, say, no yeah. vaccine, yeah. bad. But, like, and the I'm majority. Like, you're, but you're like, these are the quacks. Like, like every yeah, like there's, there's every doctors have always had quacks, and right. so like those are outliers. When it, you can't sit there and say I don't want to take the vaccine, I'm gonna go find a doctor that agrees with me, and then be like, this one doctor is right when like yeah. this hundred over here are saying the opposite thing. But this you one can't go right. to crazy Uncle Freddy for medical advice. You, you cannot, know what I mean? You like, cannot do that. Don't do that. Don't, don't do, do it. Don't Mm-mm. do that. Be Mm-mm. safe. Mm-hmm. Be smart. Be That's safe. what we're saying. That's it. That's all. But all, and I didn't mention in my my grand tale that the reason why we're fairly sure certain that Kyle got it from his coworkers. <laughs> I mean, also it would just make sense. <laughs> is is well, while see, since his coworkers are not vaccinated, and they because the state of Nevada is. We had some bad numbers, so our governor's like, mask mandates for everybody. And so, regardless of vaccination status, everybody inside had to wear masks, right? Right. So, they were all wearing masks, but what happened was they had their air, air filtration was set to, like, cycle in air from outside mm-hmm. and keep the air fresh. Mm-hmm. But, again, the wildfires and all the smoke has been like last week was terrible you heard me talk about it last yeah it was bad podcast. it was yep. so bad and everybody was complaining at the office that they couldn't breathe inside because the smoke was so bad it smelled terrible and mm-hmm. so they switched it to cycle the air from inside okay yeah so now we're getting is... somewhere <laughs> so i'm like that's why well let's see why that happened oh that's why the that obvious happened. reason after all <laughs> yeah so let's blame the mountains so being on fire. yeah i think my <laughs> husband's company is getting to the point of you have to let them know if you've been vaccinated if you haven't been vaccinated i think you have to wear a mask all day yeah, my company. It doesn't matter because my company's in Texas and I work in Minnesota. But um, they are having you register if you got vaccinated or not. And I'm mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. see, I I'm one of the nutsos where I'm like, let's just round people up and put them on trains and shoot them, shoot vaccines <laughs> into our arms. That's like literally where I'm at right now. Well, I, honestly, I, after this last week, I kind of agree with you. Like, kind of work, they were they were trying, they were trying. Like, I'll get yeah. them points they were trying they were having everybody wear masks and right. everybody that wasn't vaccinated had to be tested once a week now we were like this is bullshit because you think like <laughs> no because you think like they have to be tested once a week it should be at their own expense or like yeah. they've got to take time off of work and go find a test place you know all that no they bring in people oh to test gosh. them to the office and i'm like well that's not inconvenient at all <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> this should be inconvenient so they want to get vaccinated. <laughs> well, there were like literally people. I was at the Irish fair, and there was like a whole tent just of like doctors and nurses ready, people ready to vaccinate people, and it was like empty. That's depressing. No, depressing. I am. And then like you know, like all the comp- the conspiracy theories. Like, listen, okay, listen. 
if China or Russia put a bug in the vaccine, fine. They can they can spy on me. They can watch me go to Target. They can watch you watch they can TV. Watch you a fucking cub. <laughs> They'll know all the TV I'm watching. It's fine. I've made. I'm not doing anything it. really exciting. Right, like ahead. whatever. You know, like if they come for me and they throw me into some like prison camp or whatever, I'll just be like, well. Not gonna die of COVID. <laughs> so, At least I'm not gonna die of COVID. Exactly. That's the most problem I have. Like that's really where I'm at. You're like, wow, Jen, that's really extreme. I know I'm extreme. No, I know that sounds crazy, but, like, but that's why, really kind of where I'm at, guys. Why refuse to take the vaccine, but then be like, I'm gonna take horse dewormer? <laughs> like, where does that start making sense? I just I'm gonna take 15 pills and like do this. It it feels very toddler esque. Like mom and dad are telling me I have to eat this green bean. I'm not gonna do it. I'm gonna go over here and eat this clod of cat poo instead. You know, like why? Why you're just being obstinate? It like, and I get like people are suspicious because it's a new vaccine and it's like it hasn't been around for 300 years. Yeah, but, but like so has all COVID. vaccines, <laughs> all vaccines at one point or time were brand new, are new, and they yeah. arise out of a need to eradicate a Correct. disease. So the it's people like, who did the smallpox, the people who did all these awful diseases, they all had to go through first round vaccines themselves. And that's another thing. Like I was reading this thing about the smallpox vaccine. Mm-hmm. At the time when they were first vaccinating for smallpox, there were people being like, I don't trust it. The government's <laughs> trying to get me sick. And so I'm like, the more things change, the more it stays It's the like, same. well, have you seen smallpox? That shit is like legit. Like you don't want smallpox. Did you know that George Washington mandated that his soldiers get the smallpox vaccine because it was like going through I knew I liked him (laughs) and he did that and like if you're going to fight for America's freedom you have to get the fucking vaccine (laughs) George Washington is a boss man (laughs) that's why he was the first president he knew what he was doing see so like yeah just fucking get the vaccine anyways that was our covid rant yeah it was i had a lot to rant about we had a rant about it it's fine (laughs) listen man this is how motivated i am to get anesthesia for my thing first of all i feel like i've oh please i'm very pro anesthesia right (laughs) right like listen it is wonderful (laughs) i think i've reached a new low in that in my medical saga of my life i'm actually like really looking forward to my procedure <laughs> like because you get to be anesthetized i'm gonna be well that but also like i'm so tired and not feeling good that you're like i just i just want them to take this out of me and yeah there'll be tubes right. later but whatever <laughs> just like, so when I, when is it when it's when? tuesday okay right is it right tuesday? after the long weekend yeah okay so literally on my dad's birthday so but yeah but like the deal is because they they've done this procedure on me before i told you this and remember it was the torture chamber and i had like a flight or flight response and like, yes i do recall right? and they poured the alcohol in i like literally sat up on the table and screamed and i totally freaked out the doctor because he was an asshole to start with but he was like no one's ever reacted like that i'm like well i'm sorry i have pain so anyways my buddy his name is nurse ryan 
he's in the radiology department and nurse ryan and me we have bonded this week because he is all about getting me my anesthesia <laughs> hell yeah he's like i'm gonna make this happen for you jen like, thank you, sir. I want to be asleep, and then you can do whatever the hell you want to me. I don't care. Anesthesia is for it. the bomb. Yeah, I so love. they changed their protocols. So instead of a seven-day test, I have to do a three-day test. So I'm driving down to Mayo on Sunday to get a COVID test. Mm. But I don't care. <laughs> That's fine with me. I'm not, like, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, do what you got to do. Yeah. And he See, was that's, so, that's honestly, yeah. I wish more people had that a, like he was really, mentality right now. Yeah, he was like really scared to tell to me because I could tell he's like, so he was like, I noticed like you hadn't like responded to my email. So I wanted to like call and make sure that you knew that like we're moving your COVID test <laughs> to this weekend. And like, I'm going to have to try maybe like Sunday morning. And I'm really sorry. And I'm like, do I still get my anesthesia? <laughs> like. <laughs> i have a priority you've negotiated strongly i'll be there (laughs) honestly i you know i was just thinking about like i've always loved anesthesia but then Mm -hmm. i was just thinking my last surgery i had and waking up from it was a lot more difficult and i'm pretty sure it's because of my stupid vertigo yeah it can be a little funky sometimes you can have more trouble yeah like i i i feel like anytime i wake up and i don't know like I'm disoriented. That's when mm-hmm. my vertigo is like, hi, I'm here. And I'm like, that's not great. No. It's taking away my joy of anesthesia is all I'm saying. Well, I was <laughs> a little bit like, because sometimes I feel like I'm, I'm being a drama queen. And I, I, was, I was like, Nick, I was like, should I just like go with the mild sedation? Like, I don't remember. Like, I've had a lot of procedures, guys. They all start mulling together. I'm 40 years old. There's a lot of mems here. So I was like, was that, was I like, okay? Was I okay during that procedure? And God bless my husband because he's like my mother. Like if I've ever been uncomfortable for even a microsecond, he bless it's like him. seared into his brain. You know what I mean? He's like, he's like, no, you're getting fucking anesthesia because I told the doctor to give you a goddamn Tylenol. I couldn't get it out of him. I'm like, oh, it was that time. He was like, yeah, it was that time. I'm like, oh, okay. So Nick supported my anesthesiology, my anesthesia. So see, Nick, this is why you're good people. I like my, I like my man. My man's got my back. <laughs> He's well, looking out like, for your okay, best interests. Like if you ask for drugs, they think you're drug seeking. Listen, like, I ask for I'm drugs a, because I know myself. I'm like, I'm not a crack whore, <laughs> but respect to them because I understand where they're coming from. <laughs> like I feel like anesthesia shouldn't qualify as drugs, though. It, you know what I mean? Yeah. I just was like, like, you know. I'm not taking it home with me and like hitting it in the bathroom right. while everybody's asleep. I'm waking like, up. <laughs> I don't get another shot of it if I'm like, oh, that didn't really, that was great. Can I have some more? I was like, the other thing is, I was like, I'm not asking for Dilaudid. I'm not chopping <laughs> off my arm and being like, oh, can I have some pain this now? Like, fuck. I just wanted an ibuprofen and they wouldn't give it to me. Like, oh, we're really honestly, not set up ibuprofen, like, honestly, fuck you if you won't give somebody I'm ibuprofen. I'm just like, how are you? This is the Mayo <laughs> Clinic. How are you not set up? Like, what the ever? Like, well, normally people aren't that I, I know. I, and I get why there's they're skittish about pain management because there's been such abuse. Oh, sure. Like, they, there's like, lots of people who are drug addicts. Oh, my God. Not, and listen, it's, it's, I've been doing this a while. Thing, but, like, was, ibuprofen? Come on. Come on now. Ibuprofen. Okay. Well, my husband, I remember Nick saying, he was like, listen, man, she's like not comfortable. And I was uncomfortable that whole week just because of where they put the tube. They literally put the tube right 
on top of my exposed and my nerve that I have no. in my stomach. It fucking sucks. That sounds man. awful. It was pretty crappy. Luckily, they like moved it and then it was fine. But like that first week, it wasn't really a great, joyful time of my life. And all I wanted was some Tylenol. So Ryan understood my plight and he's getting me anesthesia. He's just like, you know what? I We're doing two yeah. procedures back to back. I'm just going to knock you out for all of it. I'm like, yes. You are one of my people. That is a wonderful man. As enthusiastic about it as I was. Like my doctor down there, (laughs) she's like all about knocking me out. Cause then she can just like go to town. She can use like the most corrosive alcohol there is and just scar the shit out of me. And I'm just asleep and it's all good. She can close my pockets and it's awesome. So I have like team anesthesia down there. I just gotta get the right people to like set me up so I'm really excited and also I just want my fluid baby out of me <laughs> I just love that you're excited it's really exactly the right mentality like, to go in with Tuesday, yeah, I just want to get my fluid baby out <laughs> you're so funny <sighs> anyways oh so let's start with some aero stuff now that they've listened to all of our medical I know we, we have we actually do talk about TV on this podcast you guys can fast forward the first part you know that we don't mind um, okay, so I did the thing where I listened to Steve. <laughs> now, yeah, apparently Steve did a, a podcast he did again. Like, this is it. Okay, all right, because everyone's like, Jen, he drives you nuts. Why do you, like, if you don't care about it anymore, why are you listening? Listen. She does it for us, everyone. Partly, but it's she not She does my it for fault. me, so I don't have to listen. <laughs> it's not my fault when Dubro is showing up on people. I just want to go to People and E Online and my Entertainment Weekly so he, and Peace he and Quiet. People over this, yeah. And Jeez. his little problematic ass shows up in articles in those places, and then I'm like, "Well, okay, is that what he actually said?" Because you know, I'm here for details. So luckily, this time he went in a, on that Michael Rosenbaum inside of you. Why set. is that the only podcast he goes? It's like on. his personal PR vehicle. Like seriously, <laughs> the peeps on the Twitters, they pointed that out to me. They're like literally he uses this for his PR. Well, at least he's not going on Joe Rogan, but like come on. I know, but still, like and I I feel like he gets sent all the questions ahead of time now. Like I don't know what's going. Anyway, so I was like, okay, I'm going to It feels a little formulaic. Well, yeah well he even commented oh i was thinking about this question as i was driving over i'm like how can you know about the question before you actually he asked you the question yeah was, and they were sent you over the questions dipshit and then you that's just told us that's not an organic that's why he does it is it because fucking rose and like pander to his ass like if Stupid. i were a publicist i just want to like ram my head through a wall that would be more comfortable than trying to like contain his mess so i was like why is he talking about this again because it was about the plane thing guys remember the plane thing? why would he keep bringing this up i was like why are you talking about it was forgotten nobody cared we had all moved on you know but he opens his trap again luckily it was the first 10 minutes and i gotta be honest (laughs) like i appreciate that he was attempting an apology of sorts. I don't really know, like, who... His apologies never really feel like apologies. Well, I don't really know who he was apologizing to. Was he apologizing to the public? To the airplane? I kind of feel like it needed to be apologized more to his wife. And listen, and I know, like, everybody hates his wife. I'm not a fan of his wife. 
I get it. But after yeah. he was explaining what happened, I was like team cats. Well, end of here's it. the thing. When you get kicked off a plane for yelling at your wife, I don't care how much I don't like your wife. And I, right. I'm not a big fan of cats either. Right. You're immediately the bad guy and right? I'm on her side. Like you that you just you don't do that. I don't care who your wife is. Basically. He was wrong. It was he was wrong. Right. He was and wrong, like, wrong, he wrong, said wrong. that, but what kind of what what he was like, yeah, like what kind of threw me for a loop a little bit was so he tweeted, remember there was the tweeting right after it happened because TMZ had it. And of course he's bitching about how they used a terrible photo of him. And I'm like, oh my God, pretty like, boy. Honestly, raining. When you ego. do something bad, TMZ right. is going to use a bad picture of you. Like, That's how that works. Complaining this about the picture they used in your apology statement about being a douchebag. Like it's just not good look. Anyway, it's just so stupid. So yeah, I know. So he said it like when he <laughs> tweeted it out, he said he got into an argument with his wife. And apparently this was not an argument because he was just yelling at Cass and she wasn't saying anything back other than, um, hey, lower your voice or they're going to kick you off the plane. That's literally all she said. So when he tweeted that, she got, I think she was actually, he's like, she was more mad about the tweet than anything else because argument kind of seems to, under the bus. to suggest like a, She's engaged. a two-way street. Right. It's a two-way street. So he's taking... This is where he lost me. So he was taking the time on the Inside of You podcast to set the record straight. And I get it. It went all over the places on people. Why couldn't he have deleted the tweet? Why didn't you just delete the tweet? And then tweet out something saying, I had said it was an argument. I was wrong. It was me yelling at my wife. Literally, why is it? Like, it's still sitting there. Just go delete it and retweet. It's exhausting. It's gotta be exhausting living with him. So, <laughs> like, honestly, so I would wish him on my worst enemy. Yeah. So Michael Rosenbaum was like, "Oh, is she still? Are you and Cass okay?" And he's like, "You know, it's a work in progress." So oh, I'm God. like all about Cass keeping his ass in the doghouse until he takes the fucking tweet down. Sir, <laughs> like, you do this to yourself. <laughs> the other funny thing was. Walk right you know, Michael Rosenbaum, it. he's asking the, the hard-hitting questions. He's like, well, Steve, you know, well, Steve was like, oh, you know, I, you know, don't drink in public, which he was making it sound so like. So that's, that's admitting that he did it because he was drunk. Basically. He and, said he, was, he drank too much. During the he day on a plane. About, yeah, day drinking. And then he was upset about something mm. and he wanted to pick a fight with his wife. And so he picked a fight with his wife. But there are a couple of things that I was like, what? What? So, like, he was like, don't drink in public. And I feel like he was saying celebrities can't drink in public, which is not. That's not a thing. Like, you can be a celebrity and drink. Just don't get belligerently well, drunk yeah, and like, yell at people. You can drink like, in public if you can manage yourself. Right. It sounds like you can't manage yourself. Well, and that was what Michael Rosenbaum asked. He was like, well, you know, I thought you could handle your liquor and see. (laughs) Apparently fucking not. Yeah. I was like, you're obviously. Steve is also over 40, so probably not anymore. As you get older. But like, he's messy sometimes. He's a messy drunk sometimes. I'm like, Michael Rosenbaum, you should know this about your guests before they come on. But the hilarious part is Michael Rosenbaum was like, well, what were you mad about, Steve? And I literally said out loud, his wife calling him a diva at the ATX festival. Yeah. (laughs) And he was like, 
he was like, I, mean, I was like, behold the evidence. <laughs> you know what I mean? And what does he do to disprove that? He acts like a diva. Um, I was like, yeah. But he was like, oh, I can't remember. I'm like, the yeah, man sure. can remember what episode. I'll here's remember. here's what I, I don't buy about that. <laughs> okay. Like, okay. Here, hear me out. This is why that's bullshit. Okay. <laughs> you get on a plane with your wife. Mm-hmm. You're drunk. She's not. Presumably. Maybe Presumably. she was. I don't know. She, <laughs> Maybe she should have been. Apparently you can't. Okay. You're 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 looking to pick a fight. I one hundred percent believe he was looking to pick a fight. But, oh sure. Yep, yep, yep. But like, okay, here's what happens. You start yelling at her. Mm-hmm. She is exerting some amount of grace and not yelling back at your goddamn ass. Is trying because to tell you to settle down. Had a sober brain cell and right. Knew she had a sober going. brain cell to work with, and he did. <laughs> and don't so he gets kicked <laughs> off the plane. It makes national news. Okay. <laughs> here's here's why I don't believe he doesn't remember what it was about. He remembers. He's not that good of an actor. If your husband (laughs) is in this situation, you never let him forget. Okay. No, I like. Oh my God, he can rattle off slights to him. I mean, yeah, there's that too. Twitter bio is. Well-fed art artist because he still oh, pissed at his that, ex-wife that making a starving artist comment bullshit. twenty years ago. Here's the thing: even if, like, say he was so drunk he just doesn't even remember what it was about, his wife would have been more than happy to remind to him. provide the. the yes, exactly. So I'm not buying that for a fucking no. second. His wife is probably still pissed at him for the scene that he threw. That well, she's never gonna let him forget. Listen, that fight you and what it was Charlie about. Charlie over there. Uh. You know, I believe he's kind of a diva. Like, remember, he would always say, "Like, well, we could have fun, or we can go home early. We can go home on time." And he's you and I were always diva. like, "Why can't you do both?" <laughs> like, honestly, honestly, listen. If you've been following Steve for any amount of years and read his interviews, seen his interviews, met him at cons, whatever, you cannot tell me that that man is not a diva. No, there's you some kind of maintenance going on there. He's not a diva. <laughs> Of course he's a fucking diva. Well, it is so funny. He stomp the- on a glass because, oh my God, my foot might get hurt. Like, <laughs> fucking diva, bitch. Okay? Whatever. I just, like, I just think it's so funny, too, but, like, then the way he reacts to, like, strong women because he's such a baby. Oh, he loves but, like, to be spanked. But, like, then if you, like, tell him what's up, spanked. he's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> he he craves it. I Listen, here, I'll tell you yeah. this little Like, story. you know Emily was just like, listen up, you little... She wouldn't put up with his bullshit. <laughs> this is the way this is going down. Okay. I'll tell you a little story. I saw this TikTok, like, a week or two ago, where this woman was like, you know what? I, I she says, my profession is as a phone sex operator. And she says, you know what I get more than anything else is men that want to be humiliated by me. That is really weird. And she, she says, I, they will try to like pick a fight with me, like a political fight or whatever, like ideological thing. And just want to get dragged. They, they just want to be humiliated by me. And they pay me money for this. So and so like, I think this is a thing for some guys. So and like I think some it might be a thing for like, Steve. I think he likes be. to be. It could be. He likes, he likes. <laughs> to be strong-armed by a female you know every so often but yeah he he can pass me with that oh yeah 
Yeah, no, he doesn't. He, he remembers. He's like, just... literally, when she said it, you can see on his face. I was like, oh, that's going to be a fight later. <laughs> well, and he also, like, he didn't even wait till they got home. He was just like, let's so do it in the bar. He doesn't want to admit that he got mad that his wife called him a diva. So he's like, I don't remember what it's about. Like, but isn't getting mad about you being know. called a diva and acting like a diva? <laughs> you know. It's just supporting her initial argument. That's all. And I know, you guys, listen, it pains me to agree with Cassandra. <laughs> listen, anyway, I don't like either of them. I don't feel comfortable. I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> this, isn't, this isn't my space I want to exist in. I'm just But he yelled at her on a plane and had to be removed. So therefore, he is automatically the bad guy in this situation. Well, and I here's don't the thing. So like, then there was like this... Um, there's a little bit of like what TMZ and the airplane people said happened, and then what Steve said happened. <laughs> I so, don't know if I believe Steve in this regard. I don't believe he's like a, he is the truth teller. Yeah, I don't believe he's an objective storyteller here. <laughs> exactly. So, like they said to him, sir, like it was a, a guy, and they were like, oh, is it a, you know, was it a, a flight attendant and he was like no it was like the guy that they get <laughs> the air marshal probably the air marshal yeah <laughs> i think it was because he was like no it's whoever the flight attendants get i'm like that's a fucking cop steve <laughs> that's that's an air marshal and if you need to do what they say steve in the mouth like that's how bad it was at the air marshal anyways so oh. the air marshal tells him to settle down and sit down and buckle up and whatever and he said that he um, complied. No, he didn't. And That's then a lie. <laughs> he said he thinks that someone else on the airplane complained again because they had he had made someone uncomfortable. So like there was another complaint, and that's what triggered conversation two. So conversation two is with Mr. Airplane Man, Marshall Dude. It's like time to leave the plane. And Steve said, don't make me leave this plane. And the guy was like, yeah, we'll talk about it, you know, off, off the plane. The plane. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, like, I think you think that I'm like asking if you would like to leave the plane. Totally. I'm not asking yeah. anyone. We're going to have a conversation you. about it, but get your ass off my fucking plane. Like, I'm a fan of Air Marshal Guy. He sounded awesome. So Steve said that he kind of gave a thought about like he could give a low ball fuck you but then like he'll be in handcuffs and then his whole life is destroyed i'm like it's a good thing you're not dramatic steve it's really good so like is it really worth fighting about this steve right so he said he complied and he got off where i think what's going on is i don't think conversation two was because someone else on the flight complained i think conversation two was because he didn't listen to conversation one i think he went to go sit back down and then he got himself fucking riled up again and yeah and didn't quiet down i feel like that feels more i think they were watching him more closely than he thought they were watching but see here's here's the cynical part of me because i found it strange that he's bringing this all i mean what did this happen like a month ago i mean it's been a, it's been a little it while it hasn't been in the news recently it's been it was fully off you know yeah the cycle and so, so why bring it up again back but you know as you're on your people and your entertainment weekly what are they mentioning oh Stephen amell now has a new show on stars you know what i mean like mm, okay i was like couldn't we like promote the new show 
with positive nah. behavior. Nah. Also, just take down the fucking tweet, Steve. He's such <laughs> a tool. A, I know he's a tool. So yeah, I did it because I was curious, and I, you know. Well, God bless well, you for taking you one know, for the team. I do. I do what I can. But yeah, so now you don't. If you want to go listen to Michael Rosenbaum's it's the Inside of You podcast, it's the no. first ten minutes. And then there was like everybody on the Twitters was getting all excited because this kind of annoyed me. I can't tell you how much it annoyed me. He was no. like Rosenbaum was like, well, "Would you ever consider playing Oliver Queen again?" Yeah. And I'm like, "The show literally just fucking ended." Like, not even... Like, what? it's not like it's been 10 years. Yeah, the body isn't <laughs> even cold yet, you know? Like, Let us miss you first. Are, right. Gone. I was like, why are we bringing back Oliver? What? I was like, not without Emily. You probably was, brought um, it up because of the whole cat thing. Well, it felt... It, what, yeah. Yeah, that could be it. And then also with the Black Canary movie, I wonder if there was... Here's, I don't know what he that was trying too, to do. Yeah. Because I was like, he mentioned like, <laughs> he mentioned, well, you know, if we could do like an Arrow, like eight episode, um, you know, reunion or like miniseries like on HBO Max no. or Stars. And do I, I have like, to go into the mini-reasons why the I would CW not want to see that where the show exists? He did add the CW in at the very end. He's like, or the CW, if it were. I'm like, Okay. So like, he, he said yes, he would he would be honored no. to play. And I feel like no. like he just got asked this question like a couple months ago. He's always he asked this like question. Flat no. Like he said that he's done. But now all of a sudden No, I feel like he's been saying for a while. Did he say yeah. I was like, I don't know if I can fact check on him because I don't remember what he said. <laughs> but here's why this is a terrible idea. Like even yeah. if it was possible, which yeah. No. No. But here's why it's a terrible idea. We would not be getting Emily back as well. Okay, uh-uh. you guys. Kiss Homegirl busy goodbye. with her bougie she's, she's fashion gone. line. She's making leather fanny packs. Fanny packs for <laughs> 60 a pop. <laughs> she ain't got time for your Felicity smokes, okay? So, like, just. It's she's over. Gone, okay? It's over. And 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 I know you want to sit there and think, oh, Steve's gonna show up on her doorstep on his hands and knees and like begging her, please come back, and she'll come back because oh my gosh, Steve and her are such good friends. It won't happen. Mm-mm. It won't happen. It barely happened the last time. It's not. I just feel happen. like I really feel like they live almost kind of like this circus lifestyle where it's like they bond very heavily with people but then like they scatter to the winds when it's the next project and then they bond to that group and that group is becoming the new family and exactly i'm not saying that they don't they don't continue the friendships but like no they're not in each other's lives every day they're not not as close as they once were right exactly he's busy with stars and she's making 450 dollar feedy packs (laughs) (laughs) this is just how it is so emily would not be coming back the best you could hope for is some mention of off-screen Felicity. Yeah, but we but don't want that. because that's it's just, we... And any other option from there just gets worse and worse for us. I just so, like, don't want them to mess with it. You know what just, I mean? Yeah, leave it alone. Just, leave it alone. It's fine. The ending is anymore. fine. We're good. No, They're we together. Yeah. And listen, if the Mia Smoke thing, if they clear up, like, did anybody rescue William? We could clear that up. <laughs> <laughs> that would be nice. I mean, I would be more interested in like 
like a super kids show like oh heck yeah you know what i mean like, like leave the she, old but like, like yeah like, i don't need i really just don't need oliver and felicity and diggle like i'm just kind of I like close the book guys the chapter's written that's why I'm i so didn't even watch i didn't even watch david ramsey's little stint on uh no i didn't i, I won't go near that shit because no. i'm just like well they're not going to do the green arrow or the green lantern clearly so i just i'm not comfortable saying i miss oliver and felicity i might miss like a certain point in time like the nostalgia for like 2015 like that was a particularly epic year for for fandom like i will look back with rose-colored glasses on times past but right. i don't want to have that again now you know what I mean like I yeah I mean listen I think I also think that comes part and parcel of like when you've been well fed we were so well fed would I have totally been down for a Buffy and Angel reunion yeah because they just left it kind of open-ended I was like you were not well fed my babies (laughs) (laughs) can you make it worse I don't think so I don't think so so yeah so I, I just, but I feel like with Oliver and Felicity, it's just kind of like, no, they got Emily back the last episode. They had an epic reunion. They the, are off the, snogging in heaven and they visit their kids whenever they want. The lesson to be learned here is the lesson that the Veronica Mars fandom learned. Yes. There is nothing that makes me, I don't think I feel like, I feel so terrible for that fandom because it's not even just that they killed off one half of their ship but they put money into it oh i know and there's it's just you have to be so careful when you say you miss and you want to see them back and you want it back you have to be very careful what you're asking for yeah and like nine times out of ten what we're really asking for what we're really asking for is more fluff that they're never going to give us anyways right you know what i mean exactly like they're not gonna do that if they oh were gonna God. give you fluff they would have given it to you the first time around i was yeah i was listening to kevin williamson because they're like oh have you ever thought about a dawson's creek reunion he's like i don't know yeah i have and they're like well where would the characters be and he's like well dawson right, no. <laughs> he's like well there would have to be conflict so dawson would still be searching for love i think joey and pacey would be divorced i'm like shut <laughs> the fuck But that's how it is. Like every single time you see a reunion, they they blow everybody up, and it's just like you know what? Maybe just leave it. (laughs) The more, the more these writers open their mouths and talk about their new ideas, the less I want them to talk. Like let's just not. Let's just don't do it. Oh, don't do it. The oh, the best hope, and this is sad to say, but it's true. After a show ends. And a ship is, is, has had their last on-screen moment. The best you're going to get from that point on is fanfic. Well, I will make one caveat to this. And I make it, a, I make it an exception to the rule because I agree with you. Simply because he is George Clooney. And well, he is the master of Hollywood. But, that, but it wasn't done. That was The show was still on. You're right. The show was done. Or yeah, the show was ending. He came out. You're right. That's true. Oh, okay. I see what you're like. When the show's done, done, done. You're not. Yeah, I see yeah. what you're saying. When, yeah. when it is done, the best you can hope for is fanfic. Yeah. You know, you're not going to get what you want. And I feel like our fandom is like torn between wanting more Oliver and Felicity or wanting Stephen and Emily together. Or you're like, they want to go back. They to want more. Had. 
Yeah. But we're, we're, it's, 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 it's over. Well, the, I mean, this is the hard part of, I'm like. sorry, it's, it's over. Like, but, yeah, like, I mean, you and I were older, and we've done the ending of shows and fandoms, and it gets smaller. And, no, there isn't as much stuff. And, yeah, like, it's the, you know, I like that the fandom is shrinking a little. You know what I mean? It's. You know, it's it's kind of like, it's fun and, you know, or there's new people getting introduced to it and that's fun too, you know, and they're getting excited because they're binging it for the first time, you know. It also really kind of hinges on, like, what do you come to a fandom or ship for? Is it for constant new content or do you Mm -hmm. love the ship so much that you're fine with rolling around in the content that's already been provided and then like the fan fiction the community and expand it yourself yeah the you know like are you there because you want to see new scenes every week or are you there because you love hanging out with these bunch of people who love the same ship that you love like i'm not yeah i would say i'm not like i know you are super into fanfic i'm not a huge fanfic person in the situations where i feel like i got what i wanted yeah, I'd say that's very true. Well, I haven't read or written any fanfic in a while. Yeah. Because I'm I'm fine and I'm done. Yeah, and you're at peace. But, I really um, I have a weird I have a weird just like very peaceful like there's no angst for me with Arrow. Right. Like when when I came to Doctor Who, like obviously that had a little bit more of an angsty type ending there yeah. was stuff to work with there yeah. was a lot to be mined within fan fiction and that was a lot of fun mm-hmm. but like you can't have it both ways you can't have like the happy ending ship and like a lot of new fanfic is it that just doesn't really yeah i just i i see where people i like i get it and like they get ex- and i know they're like dying for steve and emily to like hang out and do stuff but you know what That'll happen, I, I think, like, if their paths cross and there's, they're promoting projects or doing stuff like that, or maybe they just hang out off screen and don't share that. You know what I mean? That's totally fine, too. You know, millions of people every day hang out together and the world doesn't know that. So. Well, I got to think, <laughs> I think one of the coolest ways a cast has ever really approached this nostalgic kind of you know, revisiting of the show is what the ladies from I was just about to say that. I was like, what a great idea because they actually the girls from the office doing that too. Yeah, like like, the podcast thing is cool and wonderful. And they're doing a great job and it's really fun to hear the behind the scenes stuff. It's fun to hear the stuff that they even forgot about. And because it's they don't sit down and watch the show. That's what I always say. Like it's why I like talking to writers because like they literally wrote the episode and they're as crazy obsessed with the characters as we are. Whereas I find actors more or less, you know, they care about the show. They care about their characters, but like, do they sit down and watch an episode? Do they do that? I don't it's, think so. it's, it's a job. For them. It's a gig. Yeah. So they've never actually sat down and watched one tree Hill. I mean, and they're like, wow, this is kind of a good show. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I could see why people enjoyed it. And, like, they're not making it all about Sophia Bush and Chad Michael Murray and that kind of... They're just, like, staying away from that, which I'm fine. I don't care. Like, everybody knows what happened with them. And I'm like, let's just move on, you know? So, but, yeah, I love... And they're having, like, other actors from the show come on and talk about their experience. Like, it's a super cool way to 
you know, keep the the fandom going, revisit it without having to open the proverbial fictional can of worms and breaking up my Lucas and Peyton. (laughs) Let's avoid breaking up our ships. Yeah. So Um, I I wish, like, would I I be totally down with Steve or Emily, like, podcasting? Hell yeah, yeah. that's not going to (laughs) happen. Yeah. No, never going to happen, but I would be happen. Before I forget, there was an announcement today from Netflix that they put Paula Cole's I Don't Want to Wait back in front of Dawson's Creek. That's damn right! Finally, a great injustice has been corrected. Like, that's literally what I said. I was like, finally. (laughs) (laughs) These are the... These are the jewels and treasures of our lives. Because you, nobody, <laughs> nobody that wasn't there when it was airing live knows the pain of turning on Dawson's Creek and hearing that other song. Like I saw no. people in the comments were like, "I kind of like this no. new song." What's Listen, wrong with I this like song? that like, artist. You don't know. <laughs> I like Jan Arden. I was a huge Jan Arden fan back in my back in my young days, but Jan Arden is not the beginning of Dawson's Creek. It's no. Paula Cole and I don't want to wait. I don't want to wait. Like, it, it just has to be. It's, it ha- just, it's just, it's... That's part of the experience of Dawson's right. Creek. It's is like, that it's song. just the sound of Dawson's Creek. I mean, they even recognized it in the series finale. So there you go. It doesn't make any sense. The comment in the series finale doesn't make any sense if you're not hearing the I don't want to wait. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, like honestly as soon as i saw that tweet i'm like no i want to watch some dawson's creek (laughs) that song was the beacon it was the it was the sounding call that's how you knew that says jen come get your pacey we have a pacey fix sit down and we'll spin some teenage angst for you yeah i mean literally (laughs) listen me and my husband kind of not kind of we met because of our shared love of dawson's creek I love that. Isn't it great? That's and I fantastic. really, for a hot second, just like, was like, why is he so into this? Because I didn't know a lot of guys that like really liked like, what's wrong teen romance. <laughs> like, what's going on? And, like, okay. I mean, he's really funny, super cute. Like, what's happening? So he took me back to his dorm to like watch it. And there was a giant poster of Katie Holmes and her massive boobs on his poster and you were like "Um." i'm like got it (laughs) there had to be a het reason i knew there was a reason and we have found it (laughs) my name is boobs (laughs) so yeah but he says tom cruise ruined her for him (laughs) like she married tom cruise and he couldn't like he took her off the list her his three list oh boy i know he hasn't had fighting words no it's still think she's worth a solid th- on the three list but no but like yeah i think that's i i like and here's the other thing like when the one tree hill people are talking on the podcast too like they're not making me rage filled like the way the vampire diaries podcast is going <laughs> <laughs> like, you're too invested though in, in <sighs> vampire diaries I mean, again, I feel like with One Tree Hill, I pretty much got my way on everything. So I'm not, like, unhappy about it. But, like, your level of investment in that. I like, was far less invested, yes. I think once your your investment is dialed up to 11, 
Like yeah. you can't be neutral. It's very on difficult a show. to dial it down to a sane and yeah. normal. Yeah, and form. so anything that anybody <laughs> says that doesn't fit in your narrow what definition, you what are you just talking? gonna be like, I hate it. I know. I like. I see. They're like Julie Plack. I'm like, no. I need to like mute her on my timeline. Listen, line. the way you feel about Julie Plack is the way I feel about Stephen Moffat. Yep. There you go. Who, honestly, if I ever saw him on the street. And I was driving, I would like jerk the steering wheel. <laughs> and I, would I didn't run him see him, officer. A, he came out of nowhere. He's a bag of dicks. <laughs> that asshole. Uh, yeah. Um, but like, yeah. It's he, like how the 100 fandom feels about exactly. Jason, like everybody who has been in fandom has one showrunner who ruined their life. And I know there's Laurel fans that that's that's Mark Guggenheim. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> Everybody hate them. Mine's Stephen Moffat. Yours is Julie Plick. Everybody's got a, a a loathed showrunner. Didn't you love Mark's response? Because then he was sending out. They got all mad because he was giving all the Elicity goodies, and so someone so sending all kinds of hate. And like somebody, um, oh, what's the chick that's like really into Black Canary? Uh, Gail, Gail, Gail Simone. Simone. Yeah, so she was like, she sent an, a tweet way in the beginning of Arrow, like, don't screw up the Black Canary, and Mark responded, we won't, and then someone retweeted that combo and was like, we, this didn't age well. And he's just like, And shrug. Mark just replied, shruggy shoulders. Oh, well. It's literally the emoji for I don't give a fuck. <laughs> it really was. I just it cracks me out how comfortable he is with their hatred. It's like it's okay, you can hate me. I'm good. He doesn't he doesn't care about their hatred. No, it really doesn't bug him. Never it's has. Like you're all welcome to your opinion. Y'all can sit there and try and bully him, but right? It's like, not gonna happen. It's not it's gonna not happen. Gonna work for you. Well, and speaking of people who say stupid shit, um, <laughs> this, this came out of nowhere yesterday too, and I was thoroughly confused. Because Patty Jenkins, who, you know, Oh, yes, woman. yes, that, that. Oh, my I'm God. Like pro Patty, like a Patty all the way. But Patty said the other day, all of the films that are streaming services are putting out, I'm sorry, they look like fake movies to me. I don't hear about them. I don't read about them. It's not working as a model for establishing legendary greatness. And I feel like making a it's statement like this. Well, it's such a poor yeah, right also maybe like this statement would have been better after wonder woman the first one but i feel like wonder woman 84 did not live up to expectations and like everybody was like trying to defend her saying like oh well she didn't want it to go to streaming yeah but it did yeah but it did and it was wonder woman 84 was probably a decent movie in the theater but it did not work well at home I don't think it's at my beef with the movie. I don't think it had any way with the way I well, was viewing it. There are some times where you'll watch like this is mostly for action movies, but like you'll watch something and you'll be dazzled by the action and the effect in the theater. But then yeah. like when it gets released to streaming like six months later and you watch it at home, like I've had this happen so many times where I watch it and I'm like, oh, this isn't that as, as good as I thought it was. The only like, one I can really make a comparison to that feeling is maybe Star Wars. I was just about to say Star Wars is an excellent example of that. Right. So I get it, but I also feel like, I don't know, it's really dismissive. 
And it's to me, so like, it's like there's this weird, like, gatekeeping thing that's going on with streaming sites. Like, they didn't want them to get nominated for Oscars or Emmys or anything they just, like that. They, the only way they want movies to be shown is in a theater. Right. And so I was like, this has to do with money. It's got to. Like, they're not making as much money off the streaming platform. Well, that's it's, it's got this, this really kind of gross, like you're not a real fan unless you watch it in the theater right. you know? and then like is that okay like what is is this theater as good as that theater which is I mean, like, not as good if... as this theater who you know right. like where do you draw the line on well this? like let's just pretend you can't afford it like not pretend there's actual people who can't afford i mean go to a movie theater is fucking expensive so, well there's that too there's that and what if they're just waiting for it to show up on Redbox and watching it on their 18 inch tv not everybody can go to the theater. Some right, people have kids exactly. at home. Like they little... can't get a babysitter. They wa- they still deserve to get to see movies. And right. then also, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Maybe a lot up. of people Give don't want to go sit in a room with a bunch of other right? people breathing in their air during a pandemic. I know it sounds crazy, but bear with me. People are wacky like that. <sighs> the other thing I was like, uh, I don't get the fake movies because all movies are movies fake well there's that too (laughs) they're like how can a movie be fake if it's a movie it's a real movie and what's a fake movie (laughs) like i've seen like when i think of like a movie that was released on streaming like palm springs remember last year when when hulu came out with palm springs fan fucking tastic movie Mm -hmm. i would have loved that movie regardless of whether i saw it in the theater or on streaming right it was going to be great no matter what. Wonder Woman 84, I saw it streaming. It was not great. And I don't think it would have been much more great. In the Amen, sister. That's what I was saying. Like, it's not like, it's not, I was like, Patty, the problems with those movies were not the visuals. It was the story. Like, I almost feel like maybe she's responding to the negativity about 84. I don't know what her beef is. It was really kind of, like, why do they people who are perfectly pleasant and the public has no problems with them, like, create problems for themselves? Why why do you say these things? (laughs) Like, oh my god. I get that same nasty feeling. Like, we've been to the theater, my husband and I. Like, we started going as soon as they opened them up. After the initial lockdown, we've mm-hmm. been, you know, we go and we wear our masks the whole time, and they have like little air purifiers that run in the theater and all that. So it's like, it's fine. They have distancing, like, yeah, seats in between. It's fine. We don't do it a lot, but like, we go fairly regularly, I think. And I always get this kind of icky feeling when they'll like intro a movie, they'll have like the actors or the director or somebody like in a little intro saying, thank you for coming to the theater the way movies are meant to be seen you wouldn't want to see this on a small little screen i'm like shut the fuck up though you know what (laughs) shut the fuck up i'm sitting here don't make me want to get up and walk maybe i'm agoraphobic and i want to stay home what business of it is yours how ableist is it to say you have to see this movie this is the way like and if you see it any other way you're dog shit yeah i get it people have employment and you know but it kind of feels a little bit like you know it kind of feels like people bitching about blockbuster when blockbuster was not (laughs) you know what i mean like 
Like, could you have ever imagined a day where we didn't have Blockbuster, you know, and we weren't renting DVDs? Like, that was not fathomable, and people were very Things change. My God, people. So, like, you know, maybe things are changing from a theater standpoint. And I get it. You're not making the same amount of money. It's not the same numbers. These are not my problems. <laughs> well, and, and a lot are of things are changing. Like, 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 consider, um, whatchamacallit? Um, TV has changed a lot with streaming. Yeah. And people have always watched the same way. Yeah. And it's not bad. It's just different. No. I mean, I was I was reading an article and oh, it was that one where that guy was like talking about um television screw ups and he mentioned that Lois and (laughs) uh, that Superman and Lois show had um like 20 million views. Or viewers, that was their Nielsen rating back in what 1996. Like, that's not possible. <laughs> not anymore. Those days anymore. are over. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know any show that's pulling in those kind of numbers, and it's it's like there aren't really the water cooler moments aren't happening because people are binging stuff. It's happening on the internet. It's not happening in your Well, office. and if you they are I mean? having water cooler movies, they're having them over streamed shows. Right. You know, and it's that's just, okay. it's fine. It's just, it's yeah. allowed to change. It's Things just, are allowed right. to be different. Exactly. <laughs> I just don't like it when they're like, oh, you know, all streaming movies are crap. All superhero movies are crap. I'm like, you know what? You're an Stop. asshole. Go away. Stop. You're a dick. Like, <laughs> take your $450 million empire and go buy an island. That's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, I agree. I, I just and think also, it's like, really, lot, really ableist. And I, I, I really appreciate that some of these big stars, they are working with streaming sites. Like, that's awesome. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I agree. Yeah. I mean, Adam Driver just released Annette on Amazon. Was Adam Driver being all snooty patootie about it being on Amazon? He's like, no, I got my, I got paid. Put it out. You know what I mean? Like anytime there's a movie released to Netflix, to HBO, to Amazon, I'm excited because I'm like, hey, I got something new to watch tonight. Because guess what? I'm not going to the movie theater tonight. I'm not. No, and also it doesn't matter what's on TV or not on TV or what's in the theater or not in the theater. I am not going to a movie theater tonight. Not just because my husband has COVID, but like if he didn't have COVID, I still wouldn't be going to the movie theater tonight. Yeah. But and also, like, there's, it there's, gives me something to watch. And yeah, I'm happy not, for that. Because TV is, you know, changed, I don't feel like there's, I don't feel like the TV lineup nowadays is that great, you know? No, it's like, not. I mean. Like, you're, you yeah. know, expanding off the network TV, you almost have to go to these streaming sites because network TV is not holding up their end of the bargain from my Speaking standpoint. of streaming sites and their wonderful television programming. Lay it on me. Yesterday we had the trailer for Yellowstone. <gasps> oh my god, you're right. It was so stressful. It was a very, very intense. They replay really intense. The, the Duttons being placed into mortal danger. Like I needed to remember those moments. They were horrifying. But then they like they show you just like flashes and briefest, briefest <sighs> incidences of like things happening and people saying things. And I swear to God, at one point, there's like this old lady talking or she's like looking at the camera and just off to the side, you can see like she's talking to someone. And I swear to God, that person's hair looks like Beth's hair. So I'm like, I mean, I just don't believe that they're killing any of them off. (laughs) I won't listen to that. 
at all. I can't because I will cry. Yeah. None of them are allowed to die. Jimmy, my children. I love Jimmy, but it's okay if you want to do something Jimmy bad. Jimmy can die. Jimmy. It's okay. I'm as long as dying. the Duttons live. Yeah, I would, I would trade Jimmy for Beth in a hot second. I got no problem with that. Also, way too much Jamie looking healthy. I don't care if he was behind it or not. He's got to die. Well, listen, Jamie has got sins on his hands. And if, even if he wasn't the one that pulled the trigger on this. He probably set some things in motion. I'm, I don't believe that he's Mr. Innocent all the time. No. Anyway. No. Like, you know what I mean? I feel like, like he could have been involved. Done yet, he's going to do something. He's not smart like Beth. He doesn't play the long game. He just sees what he sees in front of him and is like, yes, let's do that. Like, he doesn't, like, walk through all the consequences. He's just that's such a little. He, that's why he loses all the time. And that's why Beth wins. Every time I think about what he did to Beth, I'm like, what was the reason, Jamie? What was the reason? Really? And he doesn't have one other than I just took care of the problem. Okay. Like, no, no, no. That's not. <laughs> no. That's what? Not. What? I mean, I just rewatched that episode because I just so enjoy watching John rip into him. Oh. Because I read Kevin Costner. Yeah. Kevin Costner in an interview said that, you know, they told him, like, the way it was written in the script is he's just kind of sad about it. And he went off script. That whole scene was just him, like, improv because he was like John Dutton would not react to this news sad he'd be like what the fuck you know <laughs> thank great. god Kevin Costner understands I'm like, thank you Kevin John Costner Dutton. for knowing your character so I just I'm like I just now if I, you like, guys are listening and you haven't watched Yellowstone and you're like what are you talking about what did Jamie do go watch. fucking watch <laughs> Yellowstone Stop. you will um, not regret it no it's I got you guys I personally feel when it's on, it's the best drama on TV. It really is. It, it really is. meets Dallas. It's, it's, there's no words for just. Little Game of Thrones. <laughs> there's no words for just how epic it feels it's when you're so watching good. it. It's so good. You love well, the characters. You hate the characters. It's just, mm-hmm. it's fantastic. And like, they have you, they get you strangely invested in all the secondary characters. Like, there were a lot oh of God. clips where like the, 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 the guys at the, the ranch like they were in trouble like someone was beating up the old man dude that everybody loves yes i love him like what the hell leave the mustache man alone he's like ride or die like leave him alone so like everybody's in danger it's like they're burning down the duttons it's really freaking stressful it is but everybody pays i know i'm so excited I like, I'm excited for two reasons because you know they're gonna bring the hurt but i'm also living for that scene where Beth tells Jamie that someday there's going to be something he loves and he will care about it more. And she's like, and she can't wait until that day comes. She's like, Honestly, I'm going to take it from exactly you. I know what you're referring to. I'm and going listen, to take it, Jamie. I'm going listen, to take it from you. I'm like, listen. Yes. Listen. Let's do it, Beth. Considering it. what Jamie did to Beth. It's right? the most poetic possible <sighs> outcome. That, like, can't if wait. it doesn't happen, I'm going to be, like, unreasonably upset. I bet, like, right she'll there. even, like, she'll either, like, I'm betting she'll pretend, like, everything's cool between them. So, it, like, he lets his guard down, and then she's just gonna jam in the knife. 
can't wait. You're like, Jen, what is all this bloodlust? Listen, you will watch Yellowstone and you will join me in your desire. It's like watching Handmaid's Tale. Like, you just want... You want to watch the world burn a little. Right. You just want to watch June burn the world down. That's literally what it is like with Beth and Jamie. You just want to watch her destroy him. And not not all at once. Bit by bit. Until and he's Beth a shell of a man. Like, I've never met a female character like on a TV show like this that is just so balls to the wall. Yeah, she's really... It's fun. She's you know, because... super aggressive. She's foul-mouthed. She oh. is like... Ugh. Well, and I love that John loves that her dad loves that about her. Yes, like, even when he's like Jesus, Beth. I know he's <laughs> like tone it down. I mean, Jamie. I was watching the first. He's like Jamie's all like, "Why did you bring Beth back?" And he's like, "Because she's evil, and I need evil things done, son." And I'm like, he's <laughs> <laughs> like, and you can't do that. I'm like, I mean. He's not wrong. And I also love that he like can tell her what's up and she can take it. And she's not like Casey and like, t- you know, Gets Casey just butthurt. leaves the ranch. Dad yelled at me. Jamie. Oh, dad yelled at me. And now I got to have a, be involved in a plot to kill him. That's like, like Beth okay. will yell back. That's just like, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Okay. Blame me for my mother's death. What do you need from me, dad? You know what I mean? Like, it's just kind of like. It's they're wonderfully toxic in their relationship together, but they're also perfect for each other. And I, I have to admit, I have to imagine that a lot of Beth comes from her mother. Her mother seemed pretty intense. Her mom seemed like a real, real, real picnic. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, and also, guys, the romance with Beth and Ren, oh. like you won't, you won't quite understand what we're talking about in season one. Yeah. So like what they, they seem kind of like toxic. They're messing in one. That's kind of messing season one. She gets but her like, shit together though. Hang in, in there because they're yeah. awesome and they've also got like history. Like yeah. oh, history. And he's burly. He's her burly cowboy. He is her burly cowboy. And he like she's crazy and he loves her crazy, just like her dad. <laughs> he does. does love her crazy. It's like the two <laughs> men she loves most in this world are Rip and her dad, and they absolutely adore her psychoness. <laughs> <laughs> and let's be honest, I love her too. Like if she dies, I like burn the world down. But like then that's like the other part of that makes her so awesome too, is because she can be softer. And when so, she's like, vulnerable, she's, you feel it all the more because of how like, aggressive she is. Right. Like when the sister, but like when the sister-in-law, like she gets, Ugh. you know, they have the issue at the at the shop. And that, she does the pretty call, woman moment. She, the pretty woman she, moment. Yes, the pretty woman moment. And <laughs> she doesn't call Casey. She calls Beth. And I, Which is honestly Beth, the best call. Yeah, best Beth's going to be more reasonable than Casey. And I'm like, girl. Do you think she was reasonable? <laughs> no. <laughs> like, she locks that door, and you're like, oh, buddy. <laughs> you're like, I'm scared. Hold me. I, I hate you, store ladies, but at the same time, I feel bad for you. What's All right, gonna I think this is going to be so awful. <laughs> and, like, she's the sister law just standing there like, I can't believe this is happening. We're like, yeah, this is Beth. <laughs> this is Beth. She takes no prisoners. But then I love the scene where she was like, also, she just flat out told her, 
Casey's too soft for this world. And she's like, and you are too kind and too soft for this world. And she's like, and I love that she's like, you're going to leave. But when you leave, take my brother with you. Like, I think that's honestly one of the best, best scenes ever. Like, Beth just sees the truth in everything. And she just lays it all out there for everybody. And nobody argues with her because it's, you know, she's Beth. Fucking Beth. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Except Jamie. But Jamie's Satan incarnate, so. And you don't understand that about Jamie at first. You think, he's not that bad. He's crying. I, mean, I, watch, I rewatched really the pilot again. Wants to fit in with you yeah. guys. What's the matter, I, Beth? Why are you so mean? Like, she's so mean to him. And I was like, I didn't really like Beth in season one because she's just so nasty to him. And I'm like, what did he ever do? And then you find out what he did, and you're like, oh, she was actually too nice. <laughs> Don't you remember when you were watching and I told you, you're like, why is she so mean to him? I'm like, trust me, you are going to be like, Girl she's too nice to him. <laughs> and I texted, Jamie must die a thousand deaths. Like, yeah, well, it's a tea party. <laughs> exactly. It's so true, though. Like, there's no other reaction to that other than Jamie has to die. I'm sorry. Now I want to be watching. Christians out there that have forgiveness in their heart for Jamie after they watch that. But Jamie has not even begun to try to like redeem himself. He's just like an asshole. So I just, it's kind of like, yeah. I, I know would not want to be Jamie him, but... this next mm. season. Yeah. Mm. If you're the only Dutton that's walking around unscathed, what do you think Beth's going to do to you? Like, Beth might on. be a little incapacitated for a while. But Rip. Rip? What is Rip going to do to you? <laughs> My God. Because, like, okay, like, best, like, like, Rip is just all, you touch my woman, I'm going to rip your head off. And he can actually rip people's heads off. He literally <laughs> can. Very impressive. Rip that's somebody's strong. Head <laughs> and Rip's story, Rip's history, like, how he came to the Dutton. Yeah. Like, he's not a son, but, like. He is he's like good as a he's son. not a son, but he's like the truest son John Dutton has. Like he's the most loyal. I would even say he's more loyal than the oldest boy. Well, we didn't get much of a chance to know the oldest boy. I know. I I don't even I, remember I, his name. I know me neither. And I feel like really sad about it because I feel like that character would have been really awesome. But the reason why he had to go is because he was like the peacekeeping. Like he fulfilled the all his destiny roles, and if he, he kept there, everything in balance, he kept it in balance by removing him. All the other kids's, you know, position in the family got turned on their on their ass, and everything had to change. It set he's, everything in he, motion. Yeah, he's like Jamie's the Fredo, Casey's Michael, and the oldest son is Sonny. Yeah. So. Now it. it's going to be interesting to see if Casey does a true Michael and becomes hard. Yeah, I would be surprised. I really and it's would. going to be interesting. Like they said that you know, like Jamie isn't evil. Beth is evil. What if Jamie does like fully embraces evil too? Like uh, there's so many things that could happen from well, here. Well, now on. they're going down this whole nature versus na- you know nurture road with him. So I'm very interested to see. Oh, and like, especially Jamie has to make a choice. Is he a Dutton or isn't he a Dutton? That's right. really what boils down to. And if he's a Dutton, get in line and do as you're told. Well, do what's best I for the feel family. like is he a Dutton is going to be hampered significantly by how Rip reacts to <laughs> <laughs> after the 
events of the finale. I mean, and it's not like Rip is like, you know, he's not a huge fan of Casey, but like you don't fuck with John Dutton's kids. You know what I mean? So like it's not just he's going to rip his head off because of John. Well, it's, and and it's not just he... John Dutton's kids. The one thing that they've shown us in these trailers is Rip finding John on yep. the side of the road. Yep. And they keep showing that. There's a reason they keep yep. showing us that. Yep. It's so good. It's John means a lot to Rip. I actually think he loves him more than all the other biological kids. I do. I think that there's a there's a bond there, but but even just like for Rip, like his parents, his his home life was such a shit show. An absolute shit show. Yeah. And then John has been there. John pulled him up out of the dirt. Yeah, John he's really the future. father. He really raised Rip. And yeah. you know, Rip is just he's he's loyal. Like he if you if you are good and he believes in what you're doing, he will literally he will he will die for you. He, he will you know, go to war for He John will go Dutton. to war. And he has he never has any issues with anything that and like John Dunn isn't like a great guy. He's not oh, he does he's not stuff perfect at all. No, that's shady. Hell. Yeah, not good. <laughs> and Rip is just ride or die. He's like, point yeah. where you need to go, man. Rip's like, you need me to be shady? I can be shady. Yeah, I can blow something, <laughs> I can blow up a trailer. You want me to need drop some, somebody off at the train station? To to the train station. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know exactly where that train station is. Let's go. That's where it is. Okay, so the other thing I was watching this week is clickbait. Blake, uh, clickbait. I watched the first episode of that, and I'm on episode watch- seven. We didn't watch the second episode because Kyle had to teach his class, and since he is, it's good. Restricted. He had it's to do good. it online and everything. So, yeah, like we didn't get to watch it last night because we didn't have time. But I was yep. like all night long. I was like, I want to watch more clickbait. I want to watch more clickbait. I want to watch good. more clickbait. It's good. Yeah. It's kind of going down this. I feel like there's like a name for it where you get everyone's different perspectives as the story goes on. And those different perspectives um, fill in all more of the story. I've heard is. There's so Roche. many twists and turns that, like, every episode changes your mind on, like, who done it type of thing. Yeah, it really, like, I don't, I can't tell you what's going on, literally. I'm on episode No, I know. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I hope I get to see some of it tonight. I feel like you're going to figure it out because you're better at plot points than I am. I'm, I'm pretty goddamn good. What was that I watching with Kyle? Oh, hmm. What was that? Oh, it was New Girl. Speaking oh. of which. I hate what they did with the theme song and New Girl in season four. Oh. Like, where's my old theme song intro? Oh, I think I stopped watching by season four. Like, Is that the season that they got together? I can't remember. No, it's the season they broke up. Oh, yeah, then I definitely stopped watching. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyhow, I was watching New Girl, and there was, like, she's got, like, some new boyfriend or whatever. And, like, he's British, and, like, he was working at the school that she was working at. And it was, like, this whole thing. And they were, like, having, like, they were, like, in the happy couple thing. I'm sitting there watching this. I'm, like, I'm skeptical because I'm, like, he can't last forever because eventually she's going to have to get back to Nick. And (laughs) I just know this. So I'm, like, so what's going to happen with this guy? They seem too happy. It seems too good. And then, like, he's, like, move in with her. Then he's, like, I lost my job at the school. I'm looking for a new job. And I'm, like... He's going to get a job back in England where he's from, and that's going to be fucking it. Mm-hmm. 
and Kyle was like, okay, whatever. And then, like, later that That is exactly what happened, isn't it? He gets a phone call, and I'm like, it's England. And he's like, it's the school in England. And I'm like, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. And he's like, how did you do that? And I'm like, this is what I do. (laughs) I know. You were, like, Nick will do that to me sometimes. Like, And especially, like, on shows I'm not trying to figure out. He'll, like, be figuring it out and be like, well, this is what's going to happen. I'm like, shut up. (laughs) I can't help. If Nick's anything like me, though, he can't help it. Okay. (laughs) I know. It just comes out. I'm like, say these things to yourself. I don't want to know. Like, yeah, when it comes to Arrow, I wanted to know. Also, Arrow is like Sesame Street, so it's not hard to figure out. <laughs> well, and I was all to Kyle. I'm like, you know, maybe maybe he'll be like, you should come with me. And then she'll be like, maybe, I don't know. I, can I leave my home? Can I leave my friends? Can I leave my life? And then she's going to say no. So I don't know if that's going to happen yet or not. But I didn't watch season four. Stay tuned. I think I watched until they broke up and I was like, you're like, nah. okay. Well, I'm that's done. when we took a big break. Like, we were watching it every day and then they broke up and then we we're like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> It really wasn't that funny afterwards. I was like, it's not that funny. I, I think there was a real there was a real turning point where I felt like the episodes were like we were legitimately not laughing in multiple episodes. And like if I am not laughing in a comedy, it's I'm not, not a comedy girl. So There's, I feel like that's absolutely true though. The last couple episodes, like there have been times where we've laughed. So I I feel like it's picking up a little bit. Yeah, it could be. I I might have ended. And I, and and I'm also like soon. keeping my eye on Schmidt and Cece because I see them like kind of getting closer again. I'm like they're going to get together. I didn't get to see the Schmidt and Cece. Like they're starting to like get close and yeah, be, like bringing together. Like, yes. Of course, they were all always friends, but like this last episode, it was Valentine's Day, and uh-huh. they did like this bar crawl thing, or whatever. Anyhow, Cece got like really drunk, and like Schmidt was just like hovering over her all night. And even though he had kind of like his girlfriend that he was seeing, he kind of like brushed her off, and he was like hovering around Cece, like, "Oh, you're drinking an awful lot." And then like, eventually, she was like sick in the bathroom, and he's like holding her hair back, and I'm like, "Okay, you two okay. are getting back together." That's the sweetest. <laughs> That's love, bitch. That's love. <laughs> like, if he's holding her hair back, they're getting back together. I don't think the that's rules. Just ha- that's just, like, one of the basics. It's like a courtship. Exactly. <laughs> you know how it is. Love it. All right, guys. I have to feed my people. It is about that time. Yes. All right. So we'll be talking. Yeah. We'll be Stay back next COVID week. COVID-free. And we'll be yeah. back next week. <laughs> yes. Yay! Fingers crossed. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye. Subscribe to Watch Over on iTunes or Google Play and look us up on Twitter and Tumblr. Bye! Bye.